genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one simmering, seething anger at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson, and I'm disappointed that you didn't say title drop. Oh, that's true. One title drop at a time. Title drop minute. <laughs> We're here. It only took 48 minutes. Is that, I? you know what? Oh, wait. Does it happen sooner in Two Towers? I think it happens sooner in Two Towers, but in Fellowship, it's yeah, halfway it's through like, the movie. it's like 100 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, it's halfway through, right about, because it happens at the Council, and it's the halfway right. point. The Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> Thanks, Elrond. <laughs> like, Elrond says the title of Fellowship, Saruman says the title of Two Towers, yeah. and Gandalf says Return of the King. The Two Towers. The Union of the Two Towers. Just wise old guys. <laughs> so, yeah, this this uh, this is Minute 48, if you couldn't tell. Just just a second ago, uh, this minute starts with Denethor finishing his his line from yesterday. He gets uh, he finishes the word blind, just the the last bit of it, and then he says, "I have seen more than you know." And this minute ends with Gandalf saying, "All has turned to vain ambition." He would even and gets cut off, and he'll finish that line tomorrow. Yes. So uh, yeah, that that as you said just before we started recording, that first line uh, totally not ominous. Yeah, that is the line I was thinking about when I was talking about like the Palantir stuff. Oh yeah, that is the that's the direct. Yeah, that's the direct reference to the Palantir. But even then, you... I think this scene is crafted to feel like a personal attack. Well, yeah, and not just uh, a reference to other things. The scene is definitely not just reference. I mean, we were supposed to get that out of it clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's no, it's crafted I, I do, as a really good I... like personal. Yeah, I do think that it is supposed to be like a personal jab because like I and I think it's funny that we have this scene where Gandalf um is in charge. He's in control of the situation. He's warning Pippin not to talk about this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing. And Denethor already knows just, all of the things. Just hits it all. Yeah, it's it's that's actually just the laundry list and Gandalf's like, "I'm done." I'm done. <laughs> That's actually a really clever, like, really clever scene writing, I think. That's a really good way to... It's a good way to undercut um, Gandalf's authority. Yeah. Because it gives Gandalf his, um, that's his conflict. Right. Is that he thinks he's so, he's, like, two steps ahead of everyone around him. Yeah. And he encounters Denethor, and Denethor is, I'm right where you are. Yeah. I know I'm, what you're doing. I'm wise to... With your you're... left hand, you would use me as a shield against Mordor. And with your right, you would seek to supplant me. Oh, God. Dude, that is some good stuff. Yeah. Just... This is... I love this. I love stuff like this. Yeah. Um, the It's the, the, the simmer right up until the boil over. And mm-hmm. in, in the anger in the scene is so good. Like, when Denethor stands up, it feels like a big deal. Yep. He's just been sitting down slinging venom at Gandalf for the last minute and a half. And it's a different sort of venom because like in um not and not the it's not, Spider-Man one. Yeah. 
It's not. It's not worm tongue. It's not cold and venomous. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not calculated. And it's not like with um with Theoden. No. This is like because this is a man who can't be redeemed. Yeah, and unlike unlike Wormtongue and Theoden, when we meet him, Denethor is speaking from a place of actual power. Yes. He's not the servant to something greater or a I or mean, a possessed man. Technically he is. Uh because, you know, Gandalf is just like, but, you know, you're the steward, like But not until Aragorn is actually crowned. Yeah. While there's no king in Gondor. Denethor is the the authority in the city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, it's not like Wormtongue, who's a servant to Saruman, or Theoden, who was possessed by him. Yeah. It's, this is the guy who's actually in charge. And, uh, for the most part, in control of his faculties. His insanity, his madness, isn't robbing him of his judgment. Yes. Or his ability to, yeah, not yet. I mean, it's the... He gets pushed over the edge right, right. by by another thing, but uh, he's not there yet. This this his madness isn't robbing him of his ability to lead, mm-hmm. not yet, not until everything really hits the fan. Yeah, uh, I love Billy Boyd's facial expression through this entire minute. Yeah, he's just like, oh no, oh I messed up. <laughs> Did I? I just pledged my life to a crazy person. All right, cool. It is, you know, I never really thought about that before. That though, that is great that Denethor literally goes through the list the of everything list. Yeah. that Gandalf yeah. said not to, to talk about. He's just like, don't tell him Boromir's dead. Yep. Don't tell him about Aragorn. Yep. Don't tell him about the ring. Yeah. And it's just, don't don't tell him about anything. And Denethor is just like, I know what happened in Rohan. I know about Aragorn. I know my son is dead. Yeah. Just do not think that I do not know everything you are up to, Gandalf. He says that a uh, uh, word of this Aragorn, son of Arathorn, has reached my ears. Mm-hmm. But we, I, I believe there is passing reference to uh, Gondorian spies in the in the texts of uh, these stories somewhere. I, I'm I'm pretty sure. People keep an ear out. Well, People and, like Faramir. And, um, in Two Towers, um, guy whose name we don't know, Lieutenant Guy. He's talking yeah. about our spies, like yeah. So we know that there are some, and like there's a guy in in Rohan. I forgot about him. I forgot about that guy mentioning the spies directly. But I'm pretty like I'm that's I don't I'm pretty sure that's not invented. That's from the text. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so especially if Denethor is um at the level of paranoia that he is now, mm. it would make sense for him to send people out and be like, all right, keep tabs on stuff. Also, do you think the guys that like. Work the beacons, send messages back and forth to each other all the time. Just wow. like, just like tying a note to an arrow and firing it to the next beacon. Oh, <laughs> but how far away? It's you can't fire an arrow between the beacons. No, you can't. They're too far. Oh my god! <laughs> signal That's some fires. nonsense. <laughs> just like the ones out in the middle of nowhere, just like signal fires. Signal fires, but that could be confused for a beacon, right? Yes, I, I don't know. I want like I wonder if those guys communicate. If someone if they like meet and march like I march think they to have, the middle. Like a holiday party once a year. They mm. all like come They all together. meet in the middle of the mountains somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like don't tell I anyone mean, who's in charge I of anything. Think the beacons are like a cushy, like, um this is your retirement job. Oh, it's like the like the like the nearly retired cop in an action movie yeah, who's just yeah, ri- yeah. riding a desk. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's like, okay, you got sent to the beacons, we're not gonna light them anyway. 
Yeah. Ha ha, the beacons. Ha ha. Yeah, but you're also like exiled to the middle yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. Like, it sucks. But those guys but have. It's not like um. It's not like the wall in Game of Thrones. It's not like <laughs> yeah. You get exiled or to maybe, the wall. Maybe it is. <laughs> Beacon duty. Ah oh, no. <laughs> Not beacon duty. I mean, we're not even there yet. We shouldn't even be talking about the beacon. Yet. <laughs> Say goodbye. We should have saved child. this. We should have saved all this for like Whatever. forty minutes. Whatever. Or however long it is till they light them. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, Denethor's John Noble is so good. I mean, Gandalf mentions the beacons in the scenes, so there. You yeah, go. it's true. Light the beacons. Yeah. And Denethor's just like, no. I know. I know what you're up to. It's it's you good. Wizard. This is the first time that someone has just straight up. Told, Gandalf just, verbally. Yeah, just told him <laughs> off. Just get out of my face. For real though, man, Billy Boyd is just, oh no. I uh, have made uh, a mistake. And then Gandalf gets mad. Angry, and, yeah. But he's not He's not throwing it back at Denethor. He just turns around and just like grumbles his way out of the room. He had a plan of attack and it got decimated. Yeah, just totally destroyed. Just, nope, not today, Gandalf. It's so good. But yeah, I just... Uh, one of the things that I wish there was a little bit more of in this, in this movie... More John Noble. Is, I mean, more John Noble is just good. But, uh, and I guess related to... Uh, I wish that we had gotten a more concrete establishment of the Palantir in Minas Tirith. Because mm-hmm. we don't... We, we don't. Okay, so... Do you think that Gandalf knows what's up? Because now he has, like, he's he's seen a Palantir. He knows Saruman had one. And then if if the line, I have seen more than you know. Yeah. Do you think Gandalf is smart enough to be like, oh, that's why? I think right now he's too flustered. But probably with a little little, like, distance, little distance from this. He's just I'm like, thinking oh, about it, he's just like, it. oh, this son of a bitch has a Palantir. <laughs> yeah. There definitely was one here. Yeah. That's why I think, uh, yeah. That's what I think. And Denethor's dad was probably smart enough to be like, I ain't going to use that. Yeah. I don't know what happened to the one in Minas Ithil. Well, it's, um, well, because he's saying the same, the same things that Saruman was saying. Like, um, you know, Sauron is like obsessed with, with Gondor. He's obsessed with like, you know, like rumors of Aragorn exist. They haven't mm. been confirmed yet. Yeah. But. And these are, I mean, these are all things we know that Sauron whispered into Saruman's ear. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's all so, the same sort of thing. So then if Denethor's been staring in the Palantir and hearing the same stuff, and then Gandalf comes and he's trying to get him to, like, ride out and fight and help. Yeah. It's just like, oh, no, you're you're saying the same thing to me as that shiny rock is. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to you or that shiny rock. But he does listen to the shiny rock. Yeah. I don't know if he really does. Not as explicitly as Saruman does. I think... So Denethor's reaction to the Palantir, I think, is more to take what it says with fear and instead of, I mean, because Denethor doesn't lash out the way his response to fear isn't to lash out. It's to surrender. Yeah. So, I mean, that there is a big difference in uh, persona between him and Theoden. Because Theoden doesn't uh, doesn't resign himself to like uh, to wallow in fear. I think he did in the middle of two showers. I, I think just for a bit, but like I, what we're supposed to get out of Theoden, I think that he has a certain kind of mental toughness that uh, Denethor doesn't. If you were, cause 
I mean, there's no reason not to compare the three kings we see or the three right. rulers we see. Well, especially with Theoden and Denethor, because, I mean, Theoden also has lost his son. Yep. Um, he is threatened by forces that he cannot control. I mean, and to that point, uh, Elrond is in the process of losing his daughter from his perspective. Oh. So there are also comparisons to, like, draw to Elrond bet- with Elrond and Theoden and Denethor. Yeah. So I, I just I think it's interesting to think about the the way that the three established current rulers of their like their peoples kind of behave. Mm. Uh, not not counting Galadriel, because uh, Galadriel, while we know she's in charge, she's not framed like a ruler in the same way. Java as the, queen. She's not framed <laughs> as a ruler in the same way as Theoden and Denethor and Elrond are, because she's treated as kind of. She's treated like as kind of oracle. beyond, yeah, like, like an oracle, sage. yeah, and and so she's she, like on Gandalf's level, yeah, and and that's how the narrative treats her, yeah. The narrative doesn't treat her like a queen; it treats her like, uh, I don't want to say a goddess, but pretty much, yeah. I mean, it kind of does. Like it, it pretty much puts her on that level. It, it treats her as something, uh, something other, otherworldly yeah. and somewhat unknowable. Because while Elrond, I mean. Since we're comparing the three, while Elrond is an elf and he is other, he's not. He has his motives are easily understood. Yeah, he's he doesn't have. They're um, still crappy, but yeah, easily understood. But he has he has uh, like discernibly human motivations. Yeah, that's air what quotes. I was saying. Yeah. yeah, like Elrond doesn't feel as much as his his arc is about separating, like trying to separate his daughter from the world. Elrond never feels totally separate from Middle Earth. Yeah. He and part of that is because maybe because he's in the story from pretty much the, the beginning, beginning and the background of like the the Hobbit and other stuff. Just Elrond is so Elrond's total story is really really tied to Middle Earth. Yeah. Because of his family. Cuz Elrond was born in Middle Earth, right? I don't remember. We talked about this and I forgot. I would have to look. Because Galadriel is from across the sea. Yeah, Galadriel is like, like old. Like a hundred thousand years old or something. She's she old. I I the only elf in Middle Earth in the books that might be older than her, I think, is Glorfindel. Yeah. Well he there well, might... he died and came back, so that does that count? I, I guess. <laughs> she she there might she be... has one continuous strand yeah, of there, life. There might be there might be a couple of other older ones from like the generation of elves before her, but they're not they're not like talked what about, about um um I don't know if her husband is older than what about her. Cardan? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Celeborn or Cardan are older than her without looking. Elrond is not. Elrond is like 10,000 or something. Yeah, he's a younger. Maybe that's lowballing. I don't remember exactly how old he is cuz Yeah. Uh Arwen is like 6,000? No, Arwen is um we looked this up. Arwen was like 2,000 something oh. when she met Aragorn. Oh, like 2,000 and something. Yeah. Okay. She a bab. Yeah, I was like way overestimating her age. So maybe Elrond is like 6,000. I don't know. I have to look. <laughs> just when you start talking about like people's ages in the in yeah. scopes of well, thousands sure, of yeah. years. <laughs> but yeah. Because it would make sense if he was ta- if he was born in Middle-earth that his story is tied to Middle-earth. Galadriel is so alien in like the Yeah, the, because such a such a tiny part of way. her life has been here. Yeah. But yeah, so like and you see the way that they all are kind of Elrond and Theoden and Denethor, how they're all kind of stewards of their own realms. 
Elrond was born in the first age at the refuge of the mouths of Sirion in Beleriand. So yeah, he was born in Middle-earth. Okay. Beleriand okay. is the section of Middle-earth, uh, I believe, that was sunk into the ocean. Mm. It's like a, a big part of the, the coast was sunken and yeah, destroyed. Yeah, not long afterwards, the Havens were destroyed by the sons of Feanor, who captured Elrond and his brother Elros. Elros? Elros? It's probably Elros. Yeah. Long, longer vowel sounds. But yeah, so you can kind of see how they're all um, stewards of their realms in different ways. And even the way that Galadriel rules her her part of Middle-earth makes it feel so separated. Yeah. Because there is a violent interaction at the border of her realm to be like, we don't want you here. Stay out. Yeah. But Elrond's realm has always been welcoming to other peoples when they when they come. People come to Rev- Rivendell as a refuge in the north. Yeah, it's at a crossroads between uh, the east and west and the northern part of the continent where people have to kind of go through. So it's just a place where travelers go through if they know it's there. Yeah. And uh, Rohan was similarly Rohan and Gondor were all similarly welcoming in the past. But then because they are closer to the corruption of, of Mordor, they become darkened by Sauron's return. Right. But you can you can see sort of different and all all three all three kingdoms are kind of in decline in this story. We watch we watch when Rivendell we... literally transform into Autumn. Autumn. Yeah. And its own waning. I don't know that I would say that Rohan is in decline. It was. It is saved from a long, slow decline by the narrative. In a way that, uh, in the same way that Gondor is. Yeah. Gondor is just further along in that path because it's had to contend with Mordor for so much longer. Mm. Whereas Theoden's only been, only had only been contending with Saruman's corruption for a handful of decades. Decades, really? Because Gandalf like, has no idea that Sar- Saruman is, is, is bad until right, it's too late. Right, but in the, in the books, he finds out and then he's stuck in Orthanc for 17 oh, years. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. So it is oh like, God. can you imagine like <laughs> you sit down to watch this movie, you have Bilbo's birthday party and then it's like 14 years later and you're like, what yeah, for, yeah, however long it is. It's like, so Saruman has, and Saruman was probably corrupted before then. Yeah. We don't really know how long ago it was. The Hobbit, the, so the Hobbit movie implies that it happened in Bilbo's adventure. It started to happen. Oh yeah, during that that uh, council scene, I hate because he talked them out of he he didn't want them to go deal with this necromancer the thing. Necromancer thing. He's yeah. just like it, it's stupid. Don't worry about it. Yeah, knowing that he's been holding on to a palantir as long as he's been living in Orthanc, presumably. Yeah, because the the palantir were spread out over Middle Earth for the rulers of different places to be able to communicate with each other. That's the entire point of their existence, and I, I believe they came from Numenor. They weren't made in Middle Earth. Oh, probably. I would. Uh, that's something to to double double check. But I believe the Palantir were brought that from like, Numenor because, like, all magical artifacts. Like, it's a big deal that the ring is made in Middle Earth, right? Because, like, yeah, that the the rings of power were made in Middle Earth in general. I think is yeah. just kind of a big deal because, like, all magical artifacts are usually from like Elf Heaven or like Numenor. Yeah, all the like super magical stuff is from the 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 old world, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's about it for, for today. I could ramble more about uh, Denethor and Theoden. We could and, ramble more. And Elrond. The podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, we're uh, we'll be back tomorrow.
Will but, we? Uh, uh yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, on Thanksgiving. On American Thanksgiving. Yeah. So uh, we're from the website duelinggenre.com, where uh, you can find a whole bunch of other movie by, movies by minutes podcasts, like Rocky Minute or Jay and Silent Bob Minute, or the Cornetto the Cornetto Minute. Yes. So go go check those out along with about six other ones. And we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about the fallout of this this angry old man battle. <laughs> Did you mean politics? <laughs> <laughs> Did you mean the closest thing we get to Saruman versus Gandalf? Yeah, that's Again. true. The smackdown. Yeah. The smackening. This is the verbal battle rather than the weird <laughs> telekinetic screamy old man battle. <laughs> anyway. Bye. Bye.